Shopping Week Incorporated in 07. And uh, it became a thing. Good morning. Welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. Today's topic, Foster Williams. Oh. With, me to, with me today is my co-host, the sensational Senior Director of Career and Financial Services, Ms. Allison Harding. Hi, everybody. And I am super stoked because I've got the job father here with me oh today, goodness. Foster Williams. Welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. I am checking and we are now live. Guys, I see there are four of y'all out there, five of y'all out there watching live. Tell us where you're watching from. And also, if you've got any questions for Foster, put them in the chat. I will be watching the chat. So, Foster, how you doing, man? I am doing good. I made it over here safely, and God is good all the time, and so is Foster. So, Foster, uh, go a lot of people around here know you, but there's some people you don't yeah. know everybody. So yeah. go ahead and give us like your thirty, give us your thirty second commercial. Everybody always says, "Guys, I am a retired." Well, am I retired? Not really. Recruiter. I am a talent acquisition leader from a long time. I don't want to tell you guys how many years. Uh, well known for my jobs at Corn Ferry, Verizon. A lot of you guys remember GTE back in the day before oh we became gosh. Verizon. That is what I was hired for too. Build Verizon. So we built and then they got rid of me. Get out of here. And the IBM was you my first. Well. You did my your job well. You did your job well. They didn't need you anymore. And that was something that we were talking about yesterday is because some of us guys work our way out of a job. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you can use that as a reason for leaving kind of thing. And it works. Yeah. Um, so you, former recruiter, uh -huh. and what keeps you busy now? Helping you guys get a job. I don't want a job. I'm retired or supposed to be, but my job now is helping you guys find what you're looking for. I like to call myself a net weaver. So, oh. where's the company? What do I do? Where are the people? I'm, where's Allison Harding? I need to meet her. I'll introduce you. Yeah. So you've got, but you've got your own thing. Search searchforyou.com. Uh -huh. Right. Um, you also have your own. Um, LinkedIn live stream, the job father. Oh my goodness, yeah, they call me the, you guys call me the job father. You're the job father, <laughs> that's right. And you're also one of the co-hosts on the Who You Know Show. Absolutely. Right? Foster's everywhere. Guys, Tell us about the Who You Know Show, because I think it's great. The Who You Know Show was developed from our group at Frisco Connect. We created 11 years ago, and it got very, very, very popular. And I met Trevor Houston and Mark Elder there because they came and they were wondering, how can we serve? I'm like, ah! And so, <laughs> that's, hey, when people want to help, that's Jason, same thing. Oh man, I've got Jason Hopper. I build relationships, guys, that's all I do. There is nothing real smart about Foster, real calculating about Foster. We're just people, and you know what? People do not hire who they don't like, y'all. Oh boy, that's the truth. So, how did the idea of starting a, a, a show like Who You Know come about? Well, we were looking—that's fascinating. It is. We were looking for ways to best uh, get good information out to people, and technology, guys, is it. You know, once we get on the technology, then we can meet people that we can bring in home. Right. You know, shake hands and kiss the babies and all that stuff. 
But that technology, like LinkedIn, guys, how do we use that stuff? How can we meet or get to find what we're looking for? It's well, it's like, yeah, I talked to you. And that's that's what it ends up being. Right. The well, technology is just a tool to get there. Well, that's how that's how Caffeinate Your Career started. Because mm -hmm. me and Allison and Phil were hanging out in her office and we were discussing you know, clients and how best to, to work with this person yeah. or that person and, and, and tactics. And I'm like, this is what our LinkedIn life should be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started hanging out and talking about, you know, specific topics and things, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's funny how that goes kind of organically. Um, just real quick, because the chat is got, has kind of gotten crazy. Good. Uh, Abraham Via, I see you. Mary Kay, I see you. Yolanda Chen, Kay Smith. Kay from the other day from the job father. I was on the job father with her the other day. Live long and prosper. And let's see, I see uh, Dave, Mike Materian. So he, everybody's in the chat. That's Mike Mediterranean. So that's what Trevor calls him. That's not his name. That's not your name, Mike. We just, you know, we just like him. So Foster, you have lots of experience as a recruiter. As a recruiter, what is the number one thing you look for on a resume? Ooh. What's that word? Relativity? No. Re I'm always saying the word. Relationship. Well, the relationship happens, but relevance. That's the word I'm looking for. Are you, do you have experience doing what my company is looking for as is, is you know, shows on that job description? I'm looking for a person to do this. Use this technology, methodology, whatever it is. Do you have experience doing that? Then at that point, have you used that experience that you have at something similar or a company that's similar in scope to my company? Just, it's common sense. It's really easy stuff, guys. So when you say that and you're looking at a resume, mm -hmm. let's say it's a one pager, just even though they're not two pages. Um, two pages. <laughs> Maybe three. For some if, of well, us, it might be. For some if of you are, well, yes. So one page, acceptable. one page if you just graduated school, yeah. two pages if you're middle management, and if you're a CEO or C-suite person, it's probably going to be three pages. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So go ahead. Or an educator, because they have all these right. publications. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. So, That's right. You know, so. Oh, my goodness. My days at DOD, there were people that had patents. And oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it goes on and on. So on that resume, one or two pages, where are you looking for the relevance that you have to see? Is it is it something in a current job? Can it be a past job? Does it have to be throughout the resume? What makes you say, I'm going to give this person a call? We're always looking, guys. We recruiters are always looking for that most relevant, re there's another word, <laughs> most relevant experience. And is it written? Has it been your last job? Has it been two, three jobs down? Was it 20 years ago? And there may have been some changes, guys, given all the technology that we have. I'm losing my R words today. Well, let's, let's stay away from all the R words now. Yeah, let's stay away from R. Well, no we're going to hit relationship, though, that's up again. <laughs> yeah, that's, we will that's the, I, yeah, I will remember I that. So that being the case, and you just mentioned, like, you know, maybe it's been, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. but like the person is still a viable candidate and they have those, they have transferable skills. Right. Like what's the best way to showcase transferable skills on a resume? Well, you got, you guys are going to hear 
uh, people, and you always hear people talking about keywords. Now, in that that you do, there are keywords. We might be looking for a specific software. I remember a position, a project management position that I had for a healthcare company that was looking, they had bought Epic software. Now they needed to implement Epic into their system. They got it, but they're not using it because it's not in the system yet, right? So we were looking for a project manager that implemented Epic software. I didn't need Epic users because it wasn't even in the system yet. So I need a first, a project manager, two, has that project manager implemented Epic software? Those kind of things. That's the relevance that I'm talking about, guys. So how does, um, I think you have this on here somewhere. So you work for a huge corporation. Big ones, oh my goodness. Um, and so they use, um, I'm presuming, ATS software. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you program that so that our listeners can understand and make sure that their, re that their resume can be looked at by the ATS system and accepted. Mm -hmm. What? How? How is that programmed or put in, or or what is being? And let's talk about a a project manager, mm -hmm. which is a good one to use. Mm -hmm. How how would you look at? How would you do that, guys? When you are purchasing, when you're in a position like myself, when you're purchasing a certain ATS, you're going to sit down with those guys and say, "This is what we're looking for. This is what my recruiters would like to see." In my case, I had 95, you know, and what in the world are we going to look for? What is it that we do? Now, at Verizon, we built our own, so initially, we built our own system. And that system is not, they bought later on, but we developed our own system from those very questions that you're asking about, and that's such a good question. Now, most times, if you're going to purchase and ISIMs or, you know, there are tons of them out there. There's 200, I think, Rex, did you say 275 or so? At any rate, uh, these systems, you sit with these people and you tell them what you're looking for. You tell them what your process of recruiting is going to be. Okay. And how do you address this in this system that you're selling me? How do you address this particular need that I have? So when, when we talk about keywords, which we talk about all the time, how does the ATS work with those? The ATS will pick out keywords, and some of them, a lot of them, will highlight those keywords. But at that point, I'm looking for that relevance. Okay, you got keywords here. How are you using them? Okay, I've got a position where I'm looking for a project manager for uh, Epic Software. Okay, I see Epic in your resume. How did you use it? Were you a project manager that implemented Epic software? You could have been a project manager that used Epic to help you manage whatever project you were doing. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for an implementation of Epic type of person. So it gets really, really in the weeds, you know? Yeah, like, like probably for like in searching for that as a recruiter, I would probably do, you know, project manager and Epic. Yeah. And then from there, you just kind of got to weed it down and put eyeballs on it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so what, um, one more question, because everybody asks questions about the ATS. So that's why oh, they well, yeah, of course. Course. They, really they do. do. And so um, when you have an ATS system, let's say um, you're Verizon or you're AT&T, whomever it is, 
How many resumes will that ATS system look at, and how many will it spit out to you? That's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. My dad has a lot of uh, uh, restrictions and things that we have to do. We have to keep things on record for a certain amount of time. Sometimes when you get an audited by whatever service it is, government services or whatever it is, they're going to want to know, well, maybe we got a problem with, with Jason. When did Jason apply? What did you do with Jason? Can you show Jason's track through the process? These things are what an ATS helps us do. Guys, let me tell you something. I'm going to get close to you. ATS systems are not your enemy. They are, they are needed because of all of the demands on a company that we have to come up with. We have to show you guys what we're doing with Jason's resume. Yeah, I think I think that is the common misconception is that the, the robots are keeping me, and it's that's that's not how the ATS works. What it does, if y'all don't know, this is actually how it works: is it scans your document and then it parses it and puts it into fields where things are supposed to go. Right. We're going to query. We're going to look for certain things. Allison brought it up earlier. We're going to query certain things, and it's going to pull up the resumes that have what I'm querying, that kind of thing. Now, guys, there are still companies that do not have an ATS system. Now, believe it or not, it's true. Most will. Yep. So, you know, get yourself ready and understand why it's there and don't think that they are the enemy there or not. By the way, we don't have an ATS system here, and we are looking for a financial That's coach. We are so if you are interested in being a financial coach here at Jewish Family Service, email your resume to Allison at A, the letter A, Harding, H-A-R-D-I-N-G, at jfsdallas.org. Go ahead. You got a point. Um, I had to jump in there, but you, you go. Right. Thank you. And we do need a financial coach. I have a couple of people I think I want to bring that up to. Ooh, please do. I'm going to get you the job description before we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, so my question would be, when you talked about there are companies that don't have them, is it that the larger companies who are bombarded with government reports and those types of stuff, are those the companies that have ATS? What about medium and small companies? Medium companies mostly that will have the money. ATS systems are not, they're not cheap guys. You can't buy them at Target. <laughs> <laughs> or Walmart. Or, especially Walmart. Walmart, we're not putting you down, Christy. Oh. I'm not saying anything, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, smaller companies, it's a matter of what their budget outlay is as to whether they have it. It is not necessary in all situations that a company has an ATS. So you might see they're generally much smaller companies, generally run much different when it comes to the financial situation. ATS systems, guys, they don't. There's not a car out. You can buy almost every car out there for the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. It's just, God, you can get a Bugatti for what some oh. of those people, some of these companies are paying for an ATS. We built our own in the initial days of Verizon, and it was 900 and something thousand dollars, I think it was. Wow. That's a lot. You guys got 900000 You guys that don't have jobs, you got $900,000? need to be my friend. Let's connect them. <laughs> so Foster, I want to talk transition from that. We got through the ATS system. You got the call. 
going to have you in to interview. What the candidates need to do to prepare for the interview. Oh, yeah. Guys, now this is going to take a little bit of time, but the value is there. You know what? Sometimes we don't know how where the company is located. We find it out. We put it into our GPS, right? And sometimes the GPS can mess up. So yep. you know what? Go out the night before, maybe, a couple of days before. Go and visit that company. Sit in the lobby. Watch and see what the atmosphere is telling you. You know, you get that inner feeling in them, but it's really a spirit inside, right? So get that feeling of, are they happy at this company? Are they rushing around? Does it look harried? You know, and tell you a lot. But you'll know where the location of the company is when you go. And I suggest getting there 10, 15 minutes early. Guys, uh, don't be late to an interview. Now, sometimes I understand, you know, companies are in meetings and stuff. They might be late for an interview, but that's okay. You let them be late. Sit there. Be nice to the attendant that you meet. A lot of times you don't know those attendants are part of the process. And your relationship that you build or don't build with that attendant is very important. I did that at Verizon. All of my companies, I did. I did that. Every, yeah, I was an on-site manager uh, at a couple different places, and that was my first stop. After, yeah. after I dropped them off, right, I walk out like like see ya. I like walk back out in, into my office, and I come back out and ask the receptionist, "So, what, what do you say?" Yeah, you know, and they were like, uh, they were kind of rude to me. I'm like, all right, cool. If they nope. were rude, guess what? You're done. Nope, we're moving on. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, it's funny you bring up location and getting there. Uh, two weeks ago, I had a client go for a job, and she did not um, go out before, even though I had suggested it. And her um, map um, on her phone mm -hmm. gave her a different location. You know, it it's like east or west. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to go east, and she went west. And she called them and said, this is what happened. And they, they said, said, you hear that? They said, sorry, um, you know, we had this time for you. She said, can I reschedule? And they said, no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. what Foster is saying is really, really true. Check it out. The Even technology if you know where they are, just drive it. Just drive it. It'll take you yeah. five or ten minutes. Or maybe like the technology, the speed of business in today's corporate world, all this technology, we don't have, we have enough time. I need more than 24 hours in a day, God. Well, that see, you bring up a good point because I hear that sometimes, right? I don't have time, and that's not true at all. Sure. It's not that you didn't have time. It's just it wasn't important enough for you Allocation to make of that time. time. That's right. Yeah, we make choices, that's and right. those choices are really important for our mm -hmm. future. It's important for every day. Mm -hmm. You know, should I go to the grocery store now, or should I do it at 5 o'clock? Well, at 5 o'clock, I'm tired, so we're going to have scrambled eggs and toast for dinner. I mean, you just have to make those different <laughs> Now we know what else to have for dinner last night. Um, but you have to make those choices that will enhance what you're trying to do. Absolutely. And what Foster just said, what about the interview itself? What do people need to do? You know what's really, really big? Guys, be prepared. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Jason. Well, I'm not interested in where Jason was born. I'm not interested in how many kids he's... Well, he's kind of interested, but it's not relevant. Let's talk about what... How did you get to the point 
or where, while we're talking. How'd you get there? How'd you? Where's this? Right. You know, a little bit about yourself. It's your thirty-second commercial. Thirty-second commercial. Yes, but I think you are just so spot on because that company is looking for you to be able to solve their problem. Right. Their problem is they have this vacancy in this area, and if you're talking about you grew up in Pennsylvania and you went to college in Ohio and you moved to Texas, nobody cares at that point. It's not relevant. We're not there. Right. So. Focus on what you've done in the last five years to get you to where you are today right. versus and, and the value you can bring to them in, in your 30 seconds. Absolutely. And you can do that. It, it's not it's not easy, but that's why you have practice and that's why you have coaches. Yeah. By the way, if you do need a career coach to help you out in your career, um, we are taking new clients. You can call 972 437 9950 extension 377. Leave a message and uh, we'll get back to you. Whose extension is that? That's the intake line. <laughs> is that my line? That's right. Uh, <laughs> guys, do another. There's another thing pre interview, guys. You want to study that company. A lot yeah. of times, do your due diligence. If a lot of times you can tell the person that's interviewing you something about their company, they didn't even. That's true. That's true. And uh, and that shows that interest. Number two thing, keep that eye contact. Yep. Show them your teeth. Show them that you're interested. Let the body communication show that you're interested in this job. You spent your time to show them that you're interested, that you're excited yeah. about their opportunity. And then a lot of times our experience that we're going to talk to them about you're going to relay that to them in a way that they can understand a lot better and you're excited about it. You are, they're looking to hire a subject matter expert. That's what I tell clients too, like make sure you sit up straight. Exactly. Oh, right? Like nobody's going to be, <laughs> Foster, Foster had to change, yeah. change uh, his really posture. Right there. Yeah, they are. I keep sliding yeah, down. I'm that guy. Anyway. <laughs> so um, one of the things, and I, I mentioned this before, I, had, I did an interview with a guy, and he, my boss came into town to yeah. interview him. And the first thing he said was, what do you think of our website? And the guy said, I don't know. I never looked at it. My boss got up, shook his hand, walked him out the door. This guy had a ton of experience, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and said, what happened? I said, you didn't look at our website. You don't know who we are. You can't even tell our name yet. That's another and so, Nothing special about me. And was he qualified? Yes. Could he have done the job? No question. Did he get the job? Absolutely not. And he said, can I have a second chance? No. No, you don't. No. No. Business doesn't give you second chances. Yeah, that's true. Who does? Is that the Kimbe Matumbo? Yeah. No, 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 not today. Yeah. <laughs> Foster, when you were interviewing, did you have any uh, kind of canned questions that you would ask? <sighs> that's a good question. Most of my, now this is me, guys. Most of my questions are brought up in that conversation, guys. Yep. Don't let it be an interview. Have a conversation. Try to push it towards a conversation as much as you can. Now, if you do your due diligence, oh, you're going to have questions out the wazoo. Yep. But those questions are going to be directed to why we're here. What are we talking about? Yeah. To establish me as a subject matter expert, establish me as a guy. I have the knowledge that you need, but I have an interest in this job because I can prove it because I've done my due diligence. I've looked at the website. If you know who you are going to interview with, 
Look them up on LinkedIn. Maybe Google them up. Learn about that person a little bit. All those little bits help because I'm going to hire somebody I like. You may be the most qualified person in the world, but if we didn't hit it off in the interview, if we didn't establish a relationship, yep. a, a, um, a bond, and I'm not saying we're going to be BFFs, but I do have to work with you every Absolutely. day and spend time with you every day. And I can't feel that in the interview. You're not going to get hired. You're not going to get hired. Allison shared that story with this guy. The guy was, I mean, he was established. He, he had the skill set. Hadn't even checked out the interview. The, the, I'm sorry, but if you haven't at least clicked on my website mm -hmm. to check my company out, you're not interested in what I've got. You're right, <laughs> right. Like, like even before, like, and because I, I know search for you, right? Mm -hmm. But I, before, as I was doing my research for mm -hmm. for this episode of Caffeinate Your Career, I went to your website, yeah. checked it out, like looked at it, right? I already knew, you know, the the uh, you know the the live stream, like right. Job Father. Job Father is on Joko Radio. Fridays Friday at, 11. at 11. That's right. Y'all mm -hmm. check it out. You guys go to LinkedIn, pull up J-O-C-O. -O. It stands for Johnson County Community Radio. JoeCoCommunityRadio.org. Uh, find us on LinkedIn and uh, and share and like us, guys. There you go. Make sure you get some self-promotion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Foster, so we're in the interview. We're clicking. Right, things Click. are going good. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's smiling. Things are happening. What about closing? What's the best uh -huh. way for a candidate to close the interview? Guys, you've all been in that interview that you can feel it clicking. You know, Allison and I are really getting along. I've got the answer. She's asking me those questions. I'm prepared by my experience and what I've done on my due diligence. You know, I'm ready. You can feel it now. Before you leave that interview, aren't you going to ask those guys, hey, I feel real good about this position. I want this position. What is the next step? When do I connect with you about where you are in the process? I'm assuming, maybe I shouldn't assume, and sometimes it turns out, okay, we don't need to see anybody else. Jason, you're hired. Get the stamp of approval right there. But always ask what that next communication should be, guys. When should I call you to check on this job? I really like this job, you know? Yeah, I also, another question I've always liked from people is, um, is there anything that we've discussed that, that you feel uh, that you're unsure about? Right. Uh, because that's the only time you're gonna have for a rebuttal. Well, I'm not sure about your experience with ethics. I mean, we talked about it, but I'm not sure. You know what? That's really good because maybe I didn't explain myself well enough. And then you can go into detail or ask the person, mm -hmm. what are you unsure about? Yep. So this is your time when you ask that question. Um, or the other way you can phrase it is, of all the candidates, do I meet your recommend your, your qualifications? Right. Right. You know, there's ways to phrase that so that you can find out if you're meeting what they want. And then your next question is, What's the next step for us? That's right. And I always put the us in it because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the us or the we. And the reason I do that is I like a candidate who feels that connection as well as I do. And so that us, that we, that, you know, when, when can we meet again? Or 
you know, whatever that particular, particular situation mm -hmm. is. And guys, you might want to connect with a guy named Trevor Houston. He is my buddy on the Who You Know Job Networking Show. Trevor teaches you guys how to do exactly what Allison just explained through video. And you know what? If I get a video from somebody, that's kind of knocking me out. Wow. They sent me a video. But what happens, guys, there is a, a company called BombBomb that you can use to run those, build those videos. But then you can see the metrics of how when you share that video, yeah, those people will share it to all, yeah, all the people on the team, all over the, co the company, maybe the CEO of the company, because they're impressed that you have used a new idea, new technology. Now, connect guys with Trevor Houston. Tell them Foster to talk about you on Captain Eight Curry, and ask about that. It's been absolute. We've got all sorts of good stories behind that. Yeah, that uh, at a client she got hired, they sent her the offer letter, and then she um, she she did a bomb bomb video, and she showed up, and everybody like already knew who she was. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I love your video." She's like, "Oh, okay." I also had a client too. Um, just so you guys know, because there is a cost. To, I you can you do get a free trial. Right for bomb bomb, and there's a cost associated with it. It does work, but you can also just record at a client, just right. record on her phone. Right. She had she had the recruiter's uh, like cell phone number, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of recruiters they have you know work phones, work cell phones, and so she had that, and she just recorded you know a quick thank you and texted it to her, and she mm -hmm. was it's the same response, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, thanks so much, mm -hmm. right? So it's that. You know, you get into it, and I think, and, and I say this a lot, like, I think as far as tactics go, everything works to some degree, but not everything is going to work for everybody. Not everything right. going to work for everybody. Right. So you got to kind of pick and choose. Yeah, awesome. give it a whirl. So in an interview, how do you discuss salary? Oh, so guys, hopefully we have um, established what my salary uh, range is. Prior to that interview, a lot of times that will determine whether we get the interview or we don't get the interview. If it knocks you out of the interview, it's not the job for you guys. Right. You need to, especially in corporate America today, 2022, you need to make the money that you need to make. You don't need to take a, in not all cases, sometimes it's justified a 15000 certainly not a $20,000 or $25,000 reducing your salary. We've got kids. The decisions that we make to work for a company involves families. If you don't have a family, if you're single like myself, it's going to involve people that you're associated with in your lifestyle. Guys, don't be afraid to know where you need to be salary-wise. Tell them, hey, this is where I need to be. And be ready to say, hey, it's not going to work for me. I love this interview. This is Oh my good, I'd love to have this job, but that part's not going to work for me if that's the case. I did that with a number of companies that I'm not going to mention, and it worked. So, there's people are afraid to talk about salary. Yes, always. Wrong, yes, yeah. Which is understandable. But you do, and, and we have financial coaches here who can help you work your budget so mm -hmm. you know what you need to make. So if you're at that fifty, sixty thousand dollar range, you say, "Oh, I just need a job." No, you don't. You need a job that's going to pay your bills. Otherwise, yeah. so um, the number is astronomical, and I can't remember what it is. I just used it in a speech.
but more people get fired because they're worried about money. They're focusing on should I pay for my yep. car payment or pay my rent? Should mm -hmm. I put food on the table or pay my utility bill? What should I do? And you make a mistake at work. Well, the first one, the second one's okay. The third one, you're gone. And so those things are things that are important for you, so important that you have to know that number before you walk into the interview, not after. You're not going to bring it up. You're going to let them bring it up. Bring it the up. second thing, my old boss, and I, Jason and I have talked about this a lot. My old boss, who I absolutely adored and was a great mentor, would ask people, what did you make in your last job? Or what are you, if you're still working, what are you making? And they'd say, well, my range is between 70 and 80,000. Mm -hmm. And she'd say, thank you very much, goodbye. They didn't answer the question. The question was, what is your salary? And so when they look at her and said, what did I do? And she said, you can't follow directions. Therefore, you're not a good hire for me. Mm -hmm. I need people who can follow directions. So listen to the, the reason I'm saying that Listen to the question. So many of us have preconceived ideas when we go into an interview, yes. and we sometimes interrupt the question, or we, we are, we're not really listening mm -hmm. because we're thinking of the answer. Listen to the question. Your brain takes three to four seconds to activate that answer. That's okay. I don't mm -hmm. mind mm -hmm. a little delay. If you're not sure how to answer it, repeat the question because then the interviewer will say, oh yeah, what I meant to say was, while they're talking, now you are figuring right. out how to answer that question. Right. But salary is, is a scary mm -hmm. process. Answer the question. And like um, Foster said, if it's not the right range for you, sometimes your answer has to be no. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, sometimes it has to be no. There's something I want to bring up with salary, guys. This is a myth. A lot of times you will hear people say, you know, we like to benchmark everything, right? And Jason told us everything ain't for everybody. Yeah, a while ago, guys, you will hear people say, the first one that mentions salary loses. Look at my face. Come on, son. Come on, son. <laughs> I know it's coming. Yeah, come on, son. Guys, travel with the, wherever your conversation is going. Say, bring it up, answer it, you know? Don't leave there. Make sure if this thing is going good and they don't bring it up, you might want to bring it up. I've done that. Right. And a lot of people say, well, what if I left money on the table? If you don't have a job, you're not leaving anything on the table. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> the reality is, and if you left $1,000 on the table, take $1,000 divided by 2040, which is the number, 2080, which is 2080, which is the number of work hours in a year. Mm -hmm. What is that? 92 cents? You're not losing anything. Well, I, I tell clients all the time, like, if if the salary they come at you with, come back with, is within your range, take the job. There's no need yeah. to there's no need to continue to negotiate. Right. You're in range. Right. I and I agree. I had a I had a client last year and he's like, same thing. He's like, there's still I could get more. I could get more. I'm like, do you really feel like if that? it becomes a game, guys, guess who's gonna lose? And well, we talked it through. Because he was, you know, as, as a coach, I can only make suggestions. And he right. was adamant about doing it. So I'm like, all right, let's talk about how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And they did come to an agreement. He, he was going he was to go do it and negotiate. And, and they kind of agreed. He's almost been there a year now. So When I went so. to Verizon, I didn't have to do anything. 
I, the initial offer, I said, guys, I, it's not going to work for me. I didn't go into an explanation. But you can hear in a person's voice whether it, it's meaningful or eh, we got a little bit to work on. You don't want that little bit to work on thing. Now, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little controversial when it comes to salary negotiations because I know where I need to be. Three months ago, I turned down a job, and because I turned down that job, it went up $80,000 in salary. Wow. Because it wasn't something that I could take and I could do and maintain what's already been put together is the reason why they wanted to hire me anyway. So That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Foster, why is networking important? Because someone knows. Let me tell you guys what happens. And you go to a meeting. If you are blessed to be in a leadership position like I was, you go to a meeting and it's discussed in that meeting, hey, I need to hire a, a, a VP of IT. I need to hire whatever it is I need to hire. Now, when those people leave that meeting, what do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to go put it online immediately? So a lot of companies are going to post it internally first. Wouldn't you like to have someone that's already worked for the company and knows how things go a little bit? And then people are going to say, who you know? I'm not I'm trying to, right. to to post the, the, the radio show, but guys, we automatically network at that point. Now, if we're not seeing what we need to see, then we'll post it to our network. We'll post it. That's what a lot of you companies need to understand is the Career Search Network is a network all over the place. It's the largest network of job seekers that we know anything about because of the way that it's done. Now, uh, post your jobs, guys, to Career Search Network. We're finding that those jobs that are posted on LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, probably some of those jobs, even 70% of the people that are responding to those jobs are already in the network. This network, you guys would not believe how network, big this network is. Yeah, I, I I say all the time. We talked about this like right yeah, before. Well, we yeah. And I said I always say network or not or not work. Right? Your network is your net worth. Who said that? Uh, I hear I that hear all the time. I, mean, I don't yeah. know who originally said it. So I think what everyone is trying to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that networking and those people you get to meet, whether face to face or through um, technology, are people that can help you find that position, be it that they're recruiting or that they can give you advice or ideas or thoughts or right. um, be able to help you unify your search. Um, I think that networking is immensely important. In fact, um, JFS is going back to in-person networking. That's right. The month of October. That's right. October 13th, good plug, Allison. October 13th, guys, um, we are doing our very first uh, in-person networking event uh, again since the pandemic it will be at three o'clock uh, here in our office we will have uh, Phil Kanicki who is our trainer he will be presenting a presentation on salary negotiation oh, wow. and space is limited but I do want you if you're in Dallas come see me email me at the letter J Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R, at jfsdallas.org. Put networking in the subject line, 
and uh, tell me that you want to be there. I will put you on the list. We'll make sure that you get there. That's the thing with networking. I'm going to attempt to be here as well. You're going to be? You're going to be? I want to. Foster, you, Foster, I did lock you down. Foster will be here and presenting in person uh, February 23rd. February 23rd. I already got 2023. Yeah, I know. So, just so you all know, if you haven't ever heard a talk or a lecture or a training from Phil Kanicki, he is awesome. He is awesome. And he talks not down to you, not up. He talks at your level so you can understand. And that's what I like about our entire team. We talk to you and allow you to talk to us. You set your goals. We help you reach them. Um, we pull in people like Foster, who are great, incredible networkers, not great. Super wow, connector. I got a big word. Incredible. You did. You're a super connector, for sure. I do. I, I like people. My dad's a pastor. You actually helped out some of my clients, too. Oh, yeah. We're not going to mention who they are. We just, get a chance, but, guys. Uh, Alice and Jason and I get a chance to help people. A lot of you corporate people get a job. You know, we build a relationship with you before you get your job. Isn't that right, Mike Mediterranean? <laughs> Man, oh my God, I don't even know how to say Mike Mediterranean. Mike Mediterranean. That's right. That is the blessing of the network, guys. Uh, I have been doing this for 26 years, and there have been hundreds of thousands of people that the network itself, myself, talking, have helped get a job. I build a relationship with you before you go. I'm going to remind you, pay it forward. Yes. Now, if you are applying for a job and the hiring manager is a part of what you're a part of, you already got a connection. Use that connection. And Absolutely. that's what the network is here for, guys. You'd be surprised if you meet and just get out and do it. You know, I think that paying it forward is so important because... Um, I hear from so many clients, you know, I got in touch with so-and-so and they never responded to me. Everybody, most people will lose a job at some time. I don't know when. And if you don't pay it forward for other people, when your time comes, guess what? You're not going to have positive responses. So yeah. if somebody emails you and says, I'm applying for a job at your company, do you know who so-and-so is? It doesn't, and you like this person, uh -huh. and you can support this person. Right. Me, you can endorse me, that person. Yeah. yeah. Do it. I, it. It can only help you. I did it yesterday uh, for the uh, marketing coordinator. This friend of mine is, I know, looking and looking to get into a nonprofit, and I, I that was one of the things I spoke to, to Jamie about. Oh, I was okay. like, I have a candidate for you. <laughs> she like looked at her phone. She was, oh, you just sent it eleven minutes ago. Yeah, let me tell you about my friend, right? And uh, I have a friend in Chicago that got a job with a huge airline. And you know what? I endorsed her to a person there, and that person was able to get a referral bonus. Oh, yeah. There's and always those things. And especially today. I mean, there's a lot of open positions. A mm -hmm. lot of companies are paying bonuses mm -hmm. for referrals. Yeah. Not JFS. Jennifer, you need to give me some of that money, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take me out to dinner. So, Foster... Uh, we talked about like places people can go to network. We talked about our networking event. We talked about South Lake Focus Group. Right. Frisco Connect. Frisco Connect. Where else can people go to network? We have guys as part of the Career Search Network, we have what we call special interest groups. If you are in IT, 
going on with the IT people? They have an IT focus group in marketing and advertisement. You may be in HR. That's my group on Wednesdays. That uh, that has been a very very successful group. Now think about this, guys. Wouldn't you want to network with the people that are going to be responsible for maybe hiring you in the companies beforehand? Get to build those relationships. Dana, you hearing me? I'm saying relationship. Relationship. <laughs> Dana's not here. I got to be the one to pick it to I'm, say I'm, I'm relationship. Watching. I'm totally she, watching. She, she, she going to be a tag when uh, when I when I do the replay. So, yeah. so yeah. we'll go tag and shout out Dana Gingrich. Good. Um. Foster, any final thoughts before we uh, close down this episode? Uh, guys, all I'm all, we're going to talk about networking. We're going to talk about why I I invite you guys to please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Yeah, we're where you people find you? Foster Williams, and then on my LinkedIn profile, you see the job father. That's the right one. There's not a lot of Foster Williams. A lot of Williamses. There's not a lot of Foster Williamses. So we're not going to get all jammed up with that because. I, there was a guy or a lady named Anna Smith that at, at this morning's uh, talk that I did. God, how many Anna Smiths do you think are out there? Oh, which one do you, you know? How do I find? So find Foster Williams. Job father will be above my head. That'll be me. Please connect with me. Then reach out to me. Ask me a question. You know, a lot of you guys that connect with me, I will reach out to you guys immediately and say, hey, are you hiring what you're looking for? All of this kind of thing, because I want to build a relationship. If I can, you can't build a relationship with everybody. Sometimes we don't have time, right? But make the attempt. Well, the other thing too, guys, is when you send that connection request, please let Foster know like where it is that you came across. Yes. Right? Like I get, I get a couple few a day. Uh, people wanting to connect with me. Sometimes they yes, don't. Yes, but they just don't send a no. I, and I always say yes. Uh -huh. I, I mean, I look at their profile first, and if it looks like, uh, yeah, you're gonna try and sell mm -hmm. me Bitcoin, I I just say no. Yeah. But like, if I, if it looks like it's legit, I will say yes, mm -hmm. and then ask if I could help. And uh, you know, but yeah, let let people know why you right. want to connect with them. We're you know? a power user of, uh, of of LinkedIn in the United States, guys, in other countries. Please let us know. I heard you on Caffeinate Your Career. I want to connect with you. I heard the Job Father radio show. We are streaming radio and we are podcast. So it travels throughout the globe. Um, let us know. Let Allison know. Allison, you had some wonderful things to say on Caffeinate Your Career. I want to connect with you. So I do want to remind everybody, looking for work is work. Yeah. It's not an easy process, but it doesn't have to be a hard process. Right. When you listen to different people, Jason Foster, uh, Phil, any of our, our career, any career coach, mm -hmm. anyone, you take what is going to benefit you. So Jason may say it differently. Foster may say it differently. And I may say it differently. Use the one that you think is going to help you advance your career. That's what you need to do. Work, looking for work is work, and let's make it as easy for you as possible. That's right. Guys, look me, once you get out there, Jason and I were talking about it earlier, just get out there. Yeah. Once you get out there, things yeah. will happen. You don't have to think about it, it just happened. Right. And you will flow, and then you'll be like, you know, this was kind of fun. 
and it added a lot of value that you didn't see coming. How many of you guys have planned your life and it's happened just the way you planned it? I don't see any hands going up. No. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I had a client, it was, it was our first meeting, and uh, I said, listen, you need to start Yep. And she's she's introverted, and 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 I thought she was gonna have a heart attack. I I seriously she she went like just <gasps> and I was like oh my god it's okay it's okay and like let me explain. Mm -hmm. And now she's at a point and you've talked to her too. We're not gonna mention her name, but you talked to her as well. And she and you told her the same thing I did. Same thing. It's like you've got a great personality. You just need to start talking to people. And now she's just going. Like, oh, yeah. like she came in yesterday, she was like, I did this, I, I did this, I talked to Foster again, and, and I was like, all right, cool. And she understands now not only the benefit of networking, but like what actually networking is, right? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. she is rolling. She's doing yeah. very well in her job search right now. So um, we're about out of time. So I, we got one last question, a okay. final question. Foster's always a, it's always a fun question. What is your favorite barbecue place? <laughs> you know I was going to bring up barbecue. Guys, I'm branded barbecue. In my family, most of my family, we're very rural in nature. So there's two things that generally we do. We have a barbecue restaurant or a barbecue catering business, uh -huh. like I had, or we do hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to say right here in Addison, Cadillac. Cadillac. Okay. It is over on Proton and midway down there and it's only open it's it's kind of the owners they're so good at it people had it was a it's a big demand for it but they didn't want it to take over their lives because they were retired you know and so they're open first saturday of every month and every thursday friday i think it and it's cadillac you put cattle c-a-t-t-l-e a-c-k-s so if you drive a Cadillac, that's fine, but it ain't gonna help you now. But the name of the place is Cadillacs. That's awesome. It's that really, awesome. really good. Uh, Allison, do you have a favorite barbecue place? Um, I, I don't. There's a place called Fifty Fifty. Ah. Off of the seventy five that we like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think they do a great job. They do a wonderful job. You know what, guys? You know what, job seekers? If you don't need barbecue. You don't continue to live. You can't get a job dead. <laughs> you don't have any barbecue to live, Foster. Barbecue. <laughs> I did have a question. What about you? Um, so um, I um, don't eat meat. I know. Um, really? Um, but I know, and we hired him anyways. I don't eat meat. Hey, I, I well, I eat, I eat seafood. I eat seafood. I'm pesky. Good man. Um, but get some on that one. Um, my favorite when I did eat meat, I, I really liked uh, Lockhart's. I understand up in uh, downtown Plano. My daughter actually lived in Lockhart for about Lockhart five years. Yeah. Lockhart, Texas. Yep, that's awesome. What's so, the final question? That was I'm the final. Oh yeah, I had that. So Lynn Richter asked, "What is the best way to connect with recruiters?" Oh, that's a good. You want to take that one? Or you the want best way, guys, determine why you want to connect that recruiter. Link in with those folks. Tell them why you want to link with them. Whatever it is, you might have a common connection. A lot of people you will see. Now, I have the premium edition of LinkedIn, but I think everybody 
LinkedIn shows uh, 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 shared connections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think. First, second, third. First, second, and third. Here's yeah. something to think about, guys. If you see a person that is in the same department, might be the person to talk to about the job that you're interested in. Link in with them, but look to see before you link with them, look to see if you have a common connection with them. Ask your common connection. What is your relationship with that person? That person might give you an introduction to that person and you're applying for the job. Come on, son. Yeah, now you got an end. Mm -hmm. Oh, time. The other thing, too, is before you go connecting to recruiters, you got to remember that everybody's trying to connect to the recruiter because they are the recruiter. Mm -hmm. So I always suggest to clients before yeah. you go connect with them, and you yes. should have your target company, so you should know where that's going to be. Yes. You know, go and like and comment on the content that they're creating. Oh. Right? Because before you send the before connection you, request. Yeah. Like, I. I think that, that commenting and liking their content for about two to three weeks so that they That's got that name recognition. Yes. Now you send the request to connect, right. they're more than likely to do it because you've been a you know uh, engaging in the things that they're doing. Right. Right? You find let out, them know. You find out that a recruiter is the recruiter for this position. I don't necessarily think you should go and connect with that recruiter. One of the groups that I created was the Texas Recruiter Network way back in the day when we were just Texas TRN. And we recruiters guys kind of feel like we're up against the wall when you guys are wanting to connect with us before we have determined whether we want to talk to you about that job or not. It's crazy. That's a crazy thing. But think about it. You put yourself in those shoes. Well, you're just coming in for the ask cold. Right. Right. Like, 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 that's like, that's like walking up to somebody you just met at a party and going, mm -hmm. can I have $10? No, get out of my face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's, oh, it's, well, a, ma 20s. it's a matter of, I'll take 20s. <laughs> it's a matter of establishing somewhat of a baseline of the relationship before right. you, you go in for the ask to ask them to connect. Right. You're building that goodwill. If you are a candidate that our hiring managers are interested in talking to, guess what? We recruiters are probably going to beat you to the ask. Probably. Yeah. So, Lynn, hopefully that answered your question. We are out of time, guys. This has been Caffeinate Your Career. Next week, um, you'll be here. Yeah. And we'll be talking um, about something about something job search related. I meant to look it up, but I was rushing around. And then we got to Foster and I started talking. And I forgot to look up what next week's topic is going to be, but uh, it will be amazing because Allison and I'll be here. Allison and Jason do this, guys. This is their calling. This is what they do. They've done it for a long time. So, you know, there's some things that you might want to pick Allison and Jason's brain about. Just saying. Thanks, Foster. Thank, Thank you. you for being here today. Absolutely. Thank, so you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks, Thanks you. everybody. Have a great week. Bye, you guys. <laughs>